Welcome to This Week in Video Games, episode 53. My name's Tom Kershaw, and this is a podcast all about the world of video games. So this week, I've been playing loads of demos from the Steam Games Festival Summer Edition, as there's loads of stuff available at the moment. I've also been playing the Darius Cosmic Collection on Nintendo Switch, so if you like old-school shoot-em-ups, then this is the one for you. We've also had an announcement from Cyberpunk, and EA held their E3 replacement, so I'll wrap that up for you. There's a jam-packed show, let's get to it! Welcome to the show everyone, I hope you're well and you had a good week. I'm good this week and I've been digesting all the news from a whole bunch of sources over the past few weeks. So we've had the PS5 reveal, IGN's continued coverage of the summer of gaming, that's been pretty good. We've got the PC gaming show, that was weird and wonderful. And we've also had a few ad hoc announcements too. So it's been a busy time for news and the hype is building for next gen with Xbox set to follow up on their rather lacklustre showing before with their third parties and hopefully next time they'll have some great announcements and some gameplay for us to take in. It's not been as action-packed as a typical E3 year and Nintendo haven't made much noise yet so hopefully they're going to make some announcements soon. Well let's get into what I've been playing this week. So this week I've been playing through the original Last of Us, having missed out on that the first time round, and that's all in preparation for The Last of Us 2. So I did get a copy of The Last of Us 2 in the mail yesterday, but I need to get through the first one first before starting that. So otherwise, I've been playing some demos this week which have been featured on the Steam Summer Festival, including Grounded, a new survival game from Obsidian, which is a bit like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I've got Pendragon, that's a new narrative adventure strategy game from Inkle Studios. Sarawak, which is another great little narrative adventure game. And also Skatebird, which is very, very silly, but a whole load of fun. But first up this week, CD Projekt Red made an announcement about Cyberpunk 2077, so let's go over to that announcement first. So CD Projekt Red said we have decided to move the launch of Cyberpunk 2077 from September the 17th to November the 19th. Those of you who are familiar with the way we make games know that we won't ship something that is not ready. Ready when it's done is not just a phrase we say because it sounds right, it's something that we live by even when we know we'll take heat for it. At the same time, we're fully aware that making such decision costs us your trust and trading trust for additional time is one of the hardest decisions a game developer can make. And despite that, we think it's the right decision for the game, we'd still like to apologise for making you wait longer. Our intention is to make Cyberpunk 2077 something that will stay with you for years to come, and in the end, we hope you understand why we did what we did. At the time of writing these words, Cyberpunk 2077 is finished both content and gameplay-wise. The quests, the cutscenes, the skills and items, all the adventures Night City has to offer, it's all there. But with such an abundance of content and complex systems interweaving with each other, we need to properly go through everything, balance game mechanics and fix a lot of bugs. A huge world means a huge number of things to iron out and we will spend the additional time doing exactly that. This week, journalists from all over the world are starting to independently play the game. We're eager and quite stressed to hear the opinions and see your reactions when they publish their previews right after we air Night City Wire on the 25th of June. We hope this will satisfy some of your hunger for the game as we work to polish it for the November launch. Thank you, and that's from Marcin and Adam from CD Projekt Red. 
So Cyberpunk 2077 is being moved back to November and personally I don't really mind. I think, yep, just carry on working on it until it's done. Don't crunch too much. Iron out those bugs. You don't really want something like Cyberpunk 2077 coming out half-baked. So yeah, definitely work on it until it's done. It's interesting with that date in the middle of November now, it's probably going to launch alongside the new consoles. I wonder how close the 19th of November is going to be to the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. So we have to keep our eyes peeled on that one. Well, next up, let's have a look at EA Play. And EA did their E3 replacement show earlier this week. So I stayed up. It was quite late. It was about kind of midnight or half past midnight or something like that. And I'm going to use Chris Collar's Kotaku Roundup article to take you through the changes. So Skate is coming back eventually. So we had a couple of guys and uh, they were saying, and this is just the beginning, and thanks for your patience, so definitely don't hold your breath. You commented this into existence, said one of the developers, and uh, yeah, they saved this announcement right till the end, and a new Skate game is in development. We've got Apex Legends, it's coming to Switch and Steam this fall, and it's going to have cross-play as well. So later this year, PS4, Xbox One, Steam, Origin and Switch players are all going to be able to enjoy some Battle Royale together. The next Apex Legends event, Lost Treasures, hits on July 23rd, bringing a variety of new features and items. We also learned loads about Star Wars Squadrons and saw some gameplay. So this is going to be the definitive Star Wars pilot experience and we'll have a full single player story that will let you play a few different pilots in different scenarios, flying both for the Empire and New Republic in a story just after Return of the Jedi. It's got 5v5 multiplayer and 8 different ships will be playable. There's crossplay between consoles and PC and also between flat screen play and VR as well. The whole game is playable in VR optionally and that's coming on October the 2nd. So a third game is coming from Hazelight, who made A Way Out, and it's called Takes Two. According to director Joseph Fares, it's a co-op adventure platformer that will blow your effing mind away. <laughs> and that's going to be released in 2021. Lost in Random is a new game from Zoink Games. So, in a world where randomness is feared and shunned, a little girl befriends an anthropomorphic dice named Dicey. And this looks like a little Tim Burton film, really, really nice animation. Looks really good, also coming in 2021. Seven EA games are also coming to Switch over the next 12 months. That includes the previously announced Apex Legends and tomorrow's release of Burnout Paradise. EA is going to publish the previously announced Rocket Arena very soon, so this colourful shooter was announced by indie studio Final Strike Games last year, and it's now under EA's publishing control. So the original version had a closed beta last year as an FPS, but now it's been overhauled into a third person, going to PS4, Xbox One, Origin, Steam, and with crossplay on July the 14th. And we also saw some next generation work in progress from Bioware. So Criterion, Bioware, DICE and EA Motive are making steps into next generation consoles. They showed us some in-game development footage for next gen development kits. Didn't actually name any of those games, mind you, but they definitely are making them. They'll probably come out at some point in the future. There did seem to be some little clues in there for Dragon Age 4, but um, it's interesting to see there was nothing uh, in this announcement from Anthem, from Dragon Age, from any of the kind of big hitters. Um, there was a little bit about the next FIFA uh, and Madden, but they kind of wrapped that up into a very short sports segment. 
All in all, for me, I'd probably give them a 7 out of 10. It seems like a kind of transition period for EA. Definitely nice to see some of the indie games uh, from Zoink and uh, from Hazelight as well. And Apex Legends coming to Switch and full crossplay. That is massive. Obviously, the announcement about the new skate game at the end was pretty funny. Although they didn't really show any footage or gameplay or anything. It was just kind of two guys doing an announcement. But all in all, I reckon 7 out of 10 from EA. Next up, I've got a Steam Games Festival Summer Edition roundup as Valve has released hundreds and hundreds of playable demos for you to check out this summer. So go over to Steam right now, browse through the list and pick out something that you like. And I've put together a selection of games here that I think you might like, so go over to Steam and check them out now. So Steam, they're holding their Summer Games Festival with hundreds of playable demos and here are some of the best that you should check out. First up, we've got Grounded, and in Grounded, you're shrunk to the size of an ant, and you've got to survive in a micro world of a regular backyard. So if you've ever seen the movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, then you'll instantly get the premise of the game. This is a survival and crafting game where you start out and uh, you have nothing, and you've got to gather resources to survive. When you start out in the backyard, you've got to gather bits and pieces, investigate mysterious objects and avoid vicious spiders to survive. And those spiders, they're massive and they're pretty terrifying to be honest. Grounded provides a mix of environmental and narrative driven storytelling. Sandbox is huge, versatile and it feels really handcrafted too with players allowed to craft their own experience. Players can play either solo with up to three other players and a total of four players in co-op. So through my playthrough, I found pebbles, fought off ants and gnats, found a device on the floor which was covered in computer chips, but I needed to investigate that a little bit more. I managed to find some food and drink some water droplets hanging from plants, but you've got to be careful for the dirty water in puddles. You don't really want to drink that and get sick. The spiders, they're truly terrifying. Be careful not to stay out too late and craft somewhere to sleep because the huge spiders are on the prowl and they're not afraid of attacking you and killing you and they'll probably go on to eat you, to be honest. Uh, so craft what you can for defence and be careful out there. I definitely enjoyed what I played of it and we don't have long to wait with Obsidian releasing the full game in July. And you can check out the first 30 minutes demo on Steam now. Next up, I checked out Pendragon. So Inkle, they're renowned for their narrative adventure games with 80 Days and Heaven's Vault, and they're back with Pendragon. It's AD 673 and Camelot has fallen. So Modred has broken the fellowship with a round table with hatred and lies, and King Arthur faces his final battle. Pendragon is a character-driven narrative strategy game. It's your job to rally the knights of the round table to reach Arthur before he meets his fate. Some will make it to Camlan, others will fail. Will Sir Lancelot be reunited with Queen Guinevere? Will she spurn him or embrace him? And what happened to Merlin and Excalibur? It's a unique mixture of strategy and an adventure narrative game, and you'll fight in turn-based battles that have strategic combat where every win and loss shapes the narrative ahead. The story and the gameplay is mixed in together, weaving a great story like only Inkle can. The demo is a few levels, taking roughly about 30 minutes, but everything is here. Gorgeous hand-drawn graphics, the music, turn-based strategy combat. I'm already a massive fan of Inkle and their writing, and I'm looking forward to what they do with this great historic story. So next up, I've got Sarawak, and Sarawak is a narrative adventure game set in Oxford and Borneo. Plays similar to reading a mystery novel with game comparisons like Over the Alps and 80 Days. 
Mixes classic narrative adventure with puzzles, there's two chapters available to play in the demo. The illustrations are beautiful and the story is engaging and draws you in. Players need to pick locks, discover secret rooms and hack into police equipment, as well as enjoying the ride through the narrative adventure. In the story, a university professor is found dead near the protagonist hotel, where you and your mother are taken into police custody under suspicion of murder. Professors left a trail of secrets to solve, and the more you unravel, the more conflicted you become on a trail to solving the murder. It's a really striking game with beautiful graphics and exciting story. If you're a fan of narrative adventure games, then this is definitely one to check out. And finally, I've been looking at Skatebird. Skatebird is a skateboarding sim where you play as an array of tiny birds on skateboards. You can jump, flip, do tricks in this skate sandbox game. It's fairly simple at the moment with the alpha build, but it certainly is a lot of fun. I did find the tricks a little bit restrictive, and this one is going to have some competition with Tony Hawk coming back later on this summer in September. So definitely loads of games there to check out on the Steam Summer Games Festival. Go over to Steam, check out those demos and uh, download loads of stuff and try it all out for free. Well next up I've got my review of the Darius Cosmic Collection on Nintendo Switch. Shoot'em ups or shmups were a staple in the 80s and 90s and now the Darius Cosmic Collection has come to Nintendo Switch in all its glory showcasing some of the best games from the Darius series. Plenty to get your teeth into and if you're a fan of the genre this is a great package to pick up. So the first Darius game came out in 1987 and we've seen many versions, ports and different names attached to the series. For a newcomer this can be all rather daunting but behind the barriers to entry and choice lays a whole lot of fun packaged up onto a Monday console that fits perfectly in your hands. M2 had the job of bringing all this together and they've done a stellar job. The game runs beautifully well too, it's smooth as butter. Darius has seen rather rockier days in the old Super Nintendo system back with Gradius 3 and Nintendo Switch port here is silky smooth and pleasing to the eye. There is a little bit of input lag when it comes to comparing to the arcade originals but that's something I could personally put up with. With this being a collection you're presented with the game selection screen when you first boot up the game, as I said it can be all rather overwhelming with the sheer number of games on offer. There's a number of save states per game plus a neat replay feature which is really handy indeed. There's a couple of editions of the game, standard and special, with the standard edition offering four of the classic arcade games from the series with this side scrolling shoot 'em up and that's the one I'm reviewing today on Nintendo Switch. First of all you've got Darius 1 and that comes in three versions, so you've got old version, new version and extra version and each have slight modifications on the gameplay and difficulty. Darius 1 extra version is considered the definitive edition of Darius 1 so if you're interested in the first version of the game then do start here. Next up you've got Darius 2 dual screen version this can be confused with Saga Ea but that is simply named for the international release of Darius 2. The main event of the series for many is Darius Gaiden, originally this was going to be Darius 3 and this version updates the series in many ways making it more fun and engaging than the previous entries. Darius Gaiden could be considered by many as the primary reason to buy this collection in the first place as it's worth the rather steep entry price alone. The gameplay, soundtrack and the feel of the game are simply awesome and will take you back to the 90s with its nostalgic atmosphere. Overall this is a great collection of classic games and you have the chance to go through the series and see the roots of the Darius collection and where it came from. M2 have done a great job with the collection bringing the best of the Darius games up to date with modern standards including 60fps. 
Darius Gaiden is by far the best in the series and the most fun, so if you like shmups and you don't know where to start with the collection then this would be a good place to do so. It's pricey, but if you're a fan of the genre and want a shmup for when you're on the move, then this is an ideal collection for you. It's developed by Tato and M2, it's available on Nintendo Switch and PS4, came out on the 16th of June 2020 and the PS4 in February 2019, and I gave the game a final score of 71 out of 100. Next up, let's have a look at the all-platform charts. So at 10 this week, we've got Luigi's Mansion 3, that's up 6 places from last week's 16. At 9, we've got 51 Worldwide Games, that's down 3 places from last week's number 6. At 8, we've got Forza Horizon 4, that's up 6 places from last week's number 14. And at 7, we've got Minecraft, and that's up 5 places from last week's number 12. At 6, it's Call of Duty Modern Warfare, down 2 places from last week's number 4. And at 5, it's Animal Crossing New Horizons, down 2 places from last week's number 3. At 4, it's Grand Theft Auto 5, up 1 place from last week's number 5. At 3 this week, it's FIFA 20, down 2 places from last week's number 1. Number 2 this week, it's Ring Fit Adventure, holding there at number 2 from last week. And at number 1 this week, it's our old friend Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, up 6 places from last week's number 7. Well, that's it for the charts this week. Let's have a look at what we've got coming out in the next few weeks. So we've got quite a few games in the next few weeks. We've got Duke Nukem 3D 20th Anniversary Edition World Tour coming out on Switch on June 23rd. We've got Pokemon Cafe Mix, that's also on the 23rd. That's coming out on Switch, iOS and Android. We've got SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. That's PS4, Xbox One, Switch and PC. We've got Star Wars Episode One Racer, that's coming out on PS4 and Switch. And finally, on June the 23rd, we've got Tower of Time, that's coming out on the PS4. On the 24th we've got Ninjala, that's coming out on Switch. Then on the 25th we've got a few games, we've got Blair Witch coming out on Switch, we've got Crying Suns coming out on iOS and Android, and we've got Phantom Cover Ops coming out on the Rift and the Quest. We've got The Almost Gone, that's coming out on Switch, PC, iOS and Android, and we've got Tower of Time coming out on Nintendo Switch. Then on the 26th we've got Fairy Tale coming out on PS4, Switch and PC. We've got Seven Doors coming out on PC, we've got Towers of Time coming out on Xbox One, and we've got Yes Your Grace coming out on Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Then on the 30th we've got Hunting Simulator 2 that's coming out on PS4 and Xbox One, and we've also got Legend of the Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3 coming out on Nintendo Switch. On July the 1st we've got Sino Alice coming out on iOS and Android, Trackmania coming out on PC, then on the 2nd we've got Infliction Extended Cut coming out on Nintendo Switch, and we've got Marvel's Iron Man VR coming out on PlayStation VR on July the 3rd. Well that's it for what's coming out in the next few weeks, and that's it for this week's episode, so if you want to get involved in the show, get in contact through Patreon on patreon.com forward slash thisweekinvideogames, or check out the latest on the website. Send in your questions, your comments and your video game stories, I'm always interested in hearing from you. I'm also available on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube and Instagram, so search This Week in Video Games on your favourite platform and join in that conversation. Well, thanks again for hanging out with me and chatting about video games. I hope you had a good week. I'll talk to you in a few days, but for now, I'll see you soon.